0: great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com Bloke Games The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real Up and all hope listeners you're listening to Radio Grognard the OSR podcast about stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you all doing well. Nice day out. Well, kind of overcast. That's okay. And no games on the horizon. Well, actually, tomorrow night, yes, there's a game on the horizon. It's an online game, and I hope it plays out well. We, Gage and I sat down and did some one-on-one gaming yesterday, and we were trying out Survive This Fantasy. And it worked out... I mean, I just wrote up a short scenario about him finding a girl in some ruins. So a little girl who got lost and fighting some monsters. I had him roll up three characters. And he ran it like a party. And it worked out rather well, actually. And fought some lizard men. Fought a lizard man shaman. Fought a couple of giant alligators. It was a swamp ruins thing. And our my... My conclusion is it's a fine game. It runs like BX. It runs that smooth. There's a few little hiccups in there that I managed to overcome because I was trying things out like spell casting and things. Well, what you have to do and all that kind of stuff, you know, just sort of giving it a shakedown cruise and see how it runs. And it runs really well. Gage loved the characters because he got to play something other than humans, dwarves, elves, halflings, gnomes, all that kind of stuff. You know, he played, uh, he played a dragon hatchling, which is a play. These are all playable races. A arch which is a nine foot tall wolf man and a what they call a minotown, which which are these. They're basically like two to three foot tall. They're fae. They're they're fairies. There's no there's no halflings in this game, but you have those. And it worked out like I said. Well, he does not like the save mechanic because of the roll under mechanic makes it too easy to nerf the spells. Because a lot of spells that do have a save, he says, it's too easy to make them. And I don't know if he, he's coming at that from the point of a player, which I was surprised. What do you mean too easy? Don't you? Want, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, fine. You know, that kind of thing. But. And he didn't really like the organization of the book. And I thought the book was fine the way it was. I could find things easily and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, he likes things with more crunch. He likes more. He likes 5E, so he likes the more involved mechanics. I think as he gets older, he's, that's going to change. But there it is. Anyway, a lot of fun. Okay, today I want to talk about splitting the party. A lot of people say don't split the party. Well, okay. I can get behind that. But you know what? Some some games and some genres, it's unavoidable because not every genre of game can have everybody going together to, to adventure. I mean, yes, it works great in fantasy to have everybody together because you kind of, you know, that's the whole thing, Fellowship of the Ring and all that, you know. But that, thats because that's the way it's set up. But if you do something like I'm playing, say Gangbusters, not only you're not going to have to split the party, but if you—if you play it a certain way, if you play it a free-for-all way, people are going to be on different sides of this, you know, good guys, bad guys, or they may just have professions, how they go about things that are incompatible with getting people together and getting information. And, you know, things like that. I don't have any problem running a couple of groups that want to split up. You know, a group wants to split up into two or three. That's that's no problem to me. I just, I think it's more practical to keep them together. But again, in the genre, you don't see detective movies or gangster movies or anything like that where everybody stays together all the time. It's just, and it's, and it's not practical in those kind of games. I use Gangbusters as an example. I'm sure there's others out there you can do that with, too. I mean, you know, Space Opera. How about that? You know, sci-fi. So, I'm thinking of if you have to split the party, or the party has to split. Now, let's go way, way back into the the bowels of the OSR, of old-school gaming. Back when, like original D and D and things like that, they would have a caller. People the the group would the group would just decide what they're going to do, and then one person speaks for the group. One person makes the role. Well, I don't think they make the roles for the group, but I think they made the roles for the group too. And it all went through him. When combat started, they decided what to do, and they did act. They're on their own, you know, they got to swing the sword and cast the spell, but anything else, it's like, okay, we're going this way. Okay, we're negotiating with that guy. Now, I'm not saying you should strictly go back to that. I wouldn't want to go back to that all the time, but it might come in handy if you split the group. Say, okay, because usually group splits are player things and they're they're always player things because saying, well, we're going to go check this out and you guys want to, you know, it's like, hey gang, let's split the party, you know, Scooby-Doo and all that. But it should be, like I said, the players do this, but it should be something manageable. And how to make it manageable to me is to make a caller for whoever's going off and just deal with them. Say you have a group that splits into three one goes in the house one good checks the backyard and the other one say it's a haunted house one checks the house one checks the backyard one is in the car waiting just standing guard okay if I got one if I've got like two to three people on each so that's a huge group nine people if I had three people it's like nine people or it's usually it's like oh these two guys go over here these three guys over here but to make it simple, this the, the the players who split off should tell the guy in the lead let's call him the freddy scooby doo analogy again uh, let's call him the freddy they tell him what they're going to do and they could whisper they could just talk i don't care but i want to i just want to deal with one person per group just because they're split up if they're all together again you know that kind of thing cuz usually in a group a leader kind of rises to the occasion in a group. And when you split off, you got to kind of do it this way now. So dealing with them instead of, you know, everybody. And also when you're, you got to because as a GM, you got to be able to like split your attention, but you don't have to do it all the time what you what you have to do is rotate. Okay, this group is doing this and get them in a situation, something happens. Keep them on a cliffhanger. Go to the next group. Okay, what are you doing? Oh, okay, you're going to try and jump over the chasm. Make your roll. Okay. Uh. Oh, is that a... Okay, fine. We'll find out what happens in a minute. Now, you guys over here, standing guard, you see this big hulking creature come towards the car. And what are you doing? And I shine the light. He goes... <clears throat> And he's not really being aggressive. Do you want to parlay with him? What do you want to do? Okay, you're going to parlay and do a little back-and-forth role-playing. Okay, fine. Then I go back to the first group. That's how you do it. You just rotate. And if you have one person to deal with, it's a lot better. I've had chaotic games before where it's like everybody wants to speak at once, and they all split up, and it's ugh. But anyway, try and designate one person. It'll help a lot. Anyway i gotta go start my day so if you guys want to talk to this this about this or anything else so or you drop a voicemail and anchor we're monetized so as little as 99 cents a month you too can help support this program and i would thank you thanks again to jonathan oliver gilbert juan carlos daniel dan benjamin jason john allen and michael Thank you, guys. Don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to Grognar at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.